Hey, thank you for tuning into Bad Radical Radio, an interview series podcast about student of color activists, change makers, and thinkers within NYU and New York at large. I'm your host, Natalie Doggett. Welcome to the fourth episode of Bad Radical Radio. I'm so glad you're here to join in on the conversation. Last week, I spoke with Joey Jude Gilligan, creator from Brooklyn, New York, and managing editor of Cry Baby Jean. And this week, I have with me Dorian Given. Dorian is a sophomore at NYU's Gallatin School of Individualized Study from Lafayette. Is it Lafayette or La- Lafayette? Could- Come on. Lafayette. Lafayette. <laughs> no, Southern. Southern. Very Southern. <laughs> Not like the hall. Not like the hall. <laughs> Louisiana, and her concentration is marketing and production of black American music through math and computer science. In addition to being Gallison Sophomore's class president, she runs the Instagram page Black Woman Activist. Now, before we begin our conversation, I would like for you to join me in acknowledging and honoring the occupied indigenous Lenape land on which we stand. And if you are currently outside of New York City, I encourage you to go to native-land.ca to learn more about the land on which you occupy. All right, stay tuned for our engaging conversation on Black women activists, colorism, and exclusionary politics. So, Dorian, how are you? I am great, you know, living my best life. (laughs) Oh, I want to start talking about your Instagram page. We can get right into it. Um, Why did you decide to start the page and what is it about? So, um, like you said, I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana. There are quite a bit conservatives and I have a hobby of angering white conservatives. Um, I used to do it on my Instagram story daily, but I had to take a break from my social media for personal reasons. And I kept getting stopped on the street like, hey, I kind of miss your stories. Like they were very on target or they were on point. So I thought, well, since I'm taking a break from my personal Instagram page, I might as well start up Black Women Activists, which basically does the same thing. Um, You just post about information that most people don't know about, people need to know about celebrating black people black women in particular Mm -hmm. and we just address ideas that need to be spoken about if it's uncomfortable it will be said that's good and it's just you running the page or do you have as of now it's just me running the page Mm -hmm. well who are the black women activists that inspire you the most um so crystal valentine she is a poet who actually graduated from nyu you guys should go check her out on Mm -hmm. youtube bell hooks if you have taken any type of black history class you have come across bell hooks Mm -hmm. i promise and it's all lowercase (laughs) um nina simone she was a great musician but she also understood who she was as a musician Mm -hmm. and her life as a musician and being a black musician a black female musician um josephine baker she was also a musician slash dancer she understood her value and she knew it, where she couldn't be accepted she would find somewhere else where she would be um angela davis miss angela davis dr angela davis enough said <laughs> <laughs> and miss maya angelou and dr and maya angelou again enough said <laughs> both of these women are activists who i look up to as a way how I can also guide myself, not necessarily mimic, but like a great guide on how to be an activist and mm-hmm. not be tired. 
Mm, also, speaking of Josephine Baker and Nina Simone, I wanted to ask uh, how do you feel about discrimination against black women in the industry because of your concentration and your activism online? I'm sure you know a lot about it. So usually um, I do work within various parts in the music industry, like usually like lower levels. And my first question anytime I have an interview is, name a woman who's my skin complexion or darker who's famous. And usually people are sitting there for a moment thinking, and they're like, well, there's, and I'm like, nope. Look again, look at the pictures. If they are my skin complexion, they tend to be lightened. Um, so generally, besides being a black woman, I think we dominate the music industry, honestly, because we are the trend. We are the topic. I mean, the worst the worst part about the music industry for a black woman is usually colorism unless you are a lighter skinned woman. And even then you still might be like a black China trying to lighten your skin to achieve quote unquote whiteness. Mm. Um, that that's what I really, really focus on in the music industry is colorism against POCs or more specifically black women. Mm. Oh yeah. And I also want to ask what you feel about black women being often excluded from online discourse about issues of feminism. Okay. I would first like to address the word feminism because mm-hmm. some people get their panties all balled up when they hear the word feminism because they think it only addresses females. It addresses anyone, any person for equality. In terms of black women, I actually read this article yesterday. If I remember the name, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and basically it said feminism is usually white feminism, where a white female, when she achieves um, whatever her goal is, then apparently femini- fem- feminism has been reached. But that is incorrect. In terms of black women, usually we are the lowest on the chart of feminism. And anytime a black woman achieves the goal that a white female was trying to achieve, then in that case, feminism has been achieved. And not necessarily black women. I like to say this is just POCs because, you know, sometimes it can be an Asian woman. Sometimes it can be a Latino woman. woman. So it doesn't really matter. But in terms of feminism, black women usually are the lowest. And anytime a black woman reaches the goal she was trying to make, then all feminism has been made. Mm, yeah and speaking about uh issues of feminism and also issues of colorism so how when we talk about online discourse about this within the black community do you feel that uh some voices are more prioritized over others because of colorism that makes sense oh yes a hundred percent literally Yesterday, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed. This video of Rick Ross came up, and there were two singers who used the same beat. One, she was okay, like she was good, but then there was another singer who was a, a lot darker than her. She didn't have a like tight clothing, like she wasn't sexualized. She was just herself, and her singing was phenomenal. But Rick Ross went with the lighter skin, lighter woman, mm. and it could have been because she was sexual, like she was wearing more so he could see more, and that was appealing to him, but. Usually, you see that lighter women tend to get whatever darker women are trying. Like, and we appreciate women like Zendaya who understand that light skin privilege exists, mm-hmm. whether you want it to or not. And within the black community, it's a real issue, especially within black males. I don't know if you've seen this, but I've seen it within a lot of black males. They refuse to date darker skinned women, mm-hmm. even though they are dark themselves. And I find that it's a lot of self-hatred 
and that we were taught to hate being dark when it's perfectly fine. We just got a little extra sun in our skin. That's it. Mm. Black is beautiful. We've all heard it. We know it. So why don't you live by it? If you are looking at someone based on the their tone or their skin then that's a real issue like if that's what you're attracted to like you're really saying that you don't want darker children why you're fetishizing little unborn children to be light-skinned why like light-skinned privilege exists and i guess if you that's what you're wanting like your child to have an easier life and if you are a black male i guess but that's literally the only reason i can actually see that logically makes sense on why you would not want to have a darker skinned woman and even then i want you to know that darker skinned women have the most strength because you have i just have no idea what it takes to go through as a child as a darker skin tone you will be called so many more things like usually i read on like social media and other places that um when darker skin gets bullied it's usually males and that's only people who speak up about it but i promise you a black woman has gone through much worse because as a child growing up I have somehow lightened a little bit, but I was told that by my crush, oh, I wouldn't date you because you're too dark. Meanwhile, this guy is darker than me. And I remember like they were making jokes about him, Mm. but it was like, why is this is something I can't control. Mm. I'm happy, but like, that's really damaging. And I've also seen it like within little kids, little kids also understand that lighter skin is seen to be more accepted. And I also find it interesting that there's, uh, another view of light skin so we always see in the black community that people are trying to lighten their skin um, but what about in other communities trying to darken their skin for me I feel like light skin is the skin tone that most people try to achieve and there's really no significance on your skin tone like mm. and I feel like that's another reason like there's a market for um, lightning cream lightning cream one is very damaging to your health. It's bleach. Two, the only reason most people should or could use it that makes sense is because it helps out with like uneven markings. Like if you have mm-hmm. like scars or something and it's just to like, you know, make your skin more even. Yeah, more right. even toned. But like even then, I know people who would bathe in it if they could. So. I mean, there's, like, so many issues within colorism, especially within the black community, that are never addressed, should be addressed, but people aren't ready to have that conversation. Right. So, we're going to have this conversation. Right, right. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people coming into the DMs of the black woman activist page. Some of them want to have these conversations. They're coming from different backgrounds, different opinions. But then there's others that just are you know, given senseless backlash that you really may not need to respond to. So how do you address these kinds of responders? Usually, um, if even if they comment underneath my photo, I'll try to DM them because I don't want it to be like a big argument on my page because I'm not with the notifications all the time. I do have a life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if it's something that I see constantly being asked, I will address it on the page. I may or may not make a post about it. And if there's, like, senseless things, I've learned this, that some people are not willing to learn, then that's not okay, but there are some things that they will learn, whether they want to or not, it's whether or not they accept it. Mm, that's very true. Um, and also, you mentioned this before about not having your notifications on for comments under the photos. Um, 
So, yeah, being an active voice on social media can be mentally, physically, and emotionally draining. So how do you maintain your personal health while still running the page? Honestly, I take breaks. Like, as much as I love annoying people (laughs) with the truth, I have to take breaks on my own because, like, some of these things, it's not, I don't just post, like, um, colorism issues, but they're actually mentally draining. And, like, my semesters, I do study black history, and sometimes that can be draining on its own. And I also study Mm -hmm. math, and that has a lot to say on its own. And I also (laughs) study computer science, and that has a lot to say on its own. And, like, last semester was an example. Um, Literally every week I was seeing a picture of a lynching, within my classes so then when it was time for me to look at black women activists i was seeing the exact same thing over and over again i was seeing like black women being um killed by officers for no reason and like i'm like okay well this could be me and so like it's okay to take a break from it Mm -hmm. because your mental health is as important because if you don't have great mental health how are you going to keep up something right right exactly um very very true and in light, I guess, of social media activism, I was talking about this with Joey in the last episode. Um, I guess I want to ask, how important do you feel that social media activism is? Uh, because a lot of people compare it to grassroots activism. Two very different things, but how do you feel about? Well, social media activism mm-hmm. is important. What is the easiest way to contact the most people social media anytime there's a protest and i know about it it's usually because of social media it's never because someone's like hey here's a flyer we're having a protest Mm -hmm. no it's because someone's posting on instagram someone's posting it on twitter someone's posting it on snapchat so activism is needed online because it's a lot faster to communicate to people and if your goal if you I, I've heard this before, like, some of y'all are only social media activists. And that's okay. We have lives. But at the same time, it's like, you wouldn't know half of the information you know if it wasn't for social media. It's not like we go to the library anymore. We are on our phones all the time. And, you know, you can turn on your notifications and you can see, oh, this person posted this. Twitter says, oh, this these people like this. And you can see it's something that what you might be interested in it might be an activist thing where you can go out and do something social media activists is usually like the first step or not the first step but like the first step into reaching a wider audience Mm. social media is definitely a tool for sure in order to reach again that sort of more involved grassroots organization um and speaking of grassroots i just wanted to what do you feel that grassroots efforts can do to change the mistreatment of black women in the music industry and feminism they can talk about it that would be a start do something about it because no one actually talks about like black females they usually talk about feminism and then that's it like it's just a blanket statement and they're like oh well she got this part that's it no you need to do more when it comes time to like um go into these industries force them like here's your stats you need to update them because this is not a reflection of the world this is not a reflection of this country this is not a reflection of the state and this is surely not a reflection of this city do better and honestly if you put enough pressure on people if you annoy people a little bit you'll get it just just a little bit (laughs) 
thank you so much for coming on and answering all these questions. I really enjoyed having you on. And I just wanted to ask the last one, is there any personal or community project that you're currently working on or involved with? So right now I'm looking to reboot Black Women Activists and add another person to the page um, and hopefully create like a Twitter account Mm -hmm. along with it. Because I do want to keep it consistent, but again, I have a life, and it'd be nice if like someone else could join in, and we could like make it a theme, keep it up to date, and like you know, take turns. Any questions? Um, you could DM Black Women Activists. It's woman and uh, no s at the end of activists. Right. Um, you could also, and then we could set up a Snapchat, Skype interview, whatever. Um, cause I know I gotta trust you with my passwords. <laughs> I will put the link to black woman activist Instagram page in the description of the podcast, but that concludes the fourth episode of bad radical radio. I hope you gain new knowledge from our conversation and you feel encouraged to put that knowledge to work in your own practice. Thank you so much for joining us for the fourth episode. I'm Natalie Doggett.